Hello everyone. Hello, hello. I'm Tony. And I'm Tally. And we are the, the Lazy, Lazy Book, Book Lovers. Lovers. This is a podcast with book lovers who procrastinate about reading and have never-ending to-be-read piles. Uh, today's episode, we're doing a little recommendations list. Um, today is going to be enemies to lovers. Um, this is cannibalized from my blog, full disclosure. You can go see the full blog or the full list that I made in Storygraph. Um, you can create tags in the Storygraph, so that's how I've made this list. So that's what we'll be using. Mm-hmm. FYI. Um, do you want to have your rant about enemies to lovers now, or are you just going to sprinkle it throughout? I might just sprinkle Because I deliberately chose a triggering when you topic. you least expect it, except you'll be expecting it. Oh, no. <laughs> I know you're like, this is going to trigger Natalie, we'll do this. I had a choice between it was enemies to lovers, or um, what was my other one? Um, hang on, let me see what our choices were, just to give full context. So we had Dark Romance, but I'm pretty sure we did that. Oh, it's Who Did This To You? Mm. Enemies to Lovers or More Spicy Book Wrecks. Oh, okay. Um, and I chose Enemies to Lovers. Mm. That For, the lulls. For the lulls. For the lulls. Okay. Brutal Prince is our first one. By Sophie Lark. Oh, uh, this is number one in the Brutal Birthright series. I'm just going to be reading their descriptions from Storygraph. If I've read them, I will add lib afterwards. Sophie Lark. I feel like I've read something by her. Yeah, her name felt really familiar to me too. Oh, I've got her on my want to read. Oh, and for how I found this list, I basically went on TikTok and searched Enemies to Lovers and then compiled a huge list from a bunch of TikToks, went on Goodreads, got a few from goodreads i've tried to do a mix of genres it's heavily biased towards what i like just because it's my blog so <laughs> but i've tried to mix <laughs> it is what it is so it is what it is but th- th- that's how i found this okay let's do it so this is the description for brutal prince he is no prince charming callum griffin is the heir to the irish mafia oh it's a mafia romance um He's ruthless, arrogant, and he wants to kill me. We got off on the wrong foot when I set a very small fire in his house. Our families believe a marriage pact is the only thing that will prevent all-out warfare, of course. I think he might might need to murder him while he sleeps. This would be all a lot easier if Callum wasn't so damn good-looking. But I've got a lockbox around my heart because if he forced... Because even if I'm forced to marry him, I could never love a brutal prince. There we go, everyone. If you want someone to be forced to marry you, start a small fire in their house. <laughs> so presumably, like, she's what's from she a, doing in there in his house. She's presumably she's from another mafia family. Has set this fire, and the mafia families have gone. The only way to resolve this is marriage. Obviously, it's like a shotgun wedding, but campfire wedding. And they both want to murder each other. Yeah, sure, because they're but, enemies. Oh, what a shame. He happens to be hot. <laughs> I just... Okay. I mean, I enjoy ridiculous concepts for books. I'm not going to lie. So this is a standalone dark mafia romance complete with a ha- H-E-A, happily ever after, and no cliffhangers. Uh, blazing hot bedroom scenes for ma- for mature readers only. Um, yes, please check your own trigger warnings and content warnings for these books. Because um, I didn't, so it's your job <laughs> as the reader to go and check that one. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I like the covers. Seems like a cool vibe. Until we found out it was mafia, and then we were both. Yeah, like, I'm not. Eh. I'm not a big mafia romance person. I think my issue with mafia books is mafia is like the general idea of mafia is a real life thing, mm. but the books with mafia are completely fantastical and it's, it bothers it's people me. probably from a middle class background borrowing things they've seen, seen in movies yeah and then um so it's a completely fantastical storyline but in a contemporary 
The, th- the thing is... A, a contemporary scene, and I just don't... No, it's not for me. The reason they do this, I get. I can get why they do this. Yeah. Because in a contemporary setting, how are you going to have excusable levels of violence within your main character that the your other main character will just overlook? Yeah. Yeah, I can understand. It's just not for me. Because they're going to have to be in a gang or a mafia or something, because mm. it's the only way in the modern Motorcycle world... Motorcycle club. Yeah that you could have that kind of level of violence and it not be like, okay, I'm not going to date this out-and-out psychopath. Because, mm. like, that's a red flag. And the only way for it to not be a red flag is part of, like, the lifestyle he lives in or something. So I see why they do it. It's just not for me. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And I like, read one where it was, like, the mafia elders. The elders are mad. And it was just kept mentioning the elders who we mm. never meet. And I'm like, the elders. Just turn them into Faye. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, okay. but yeah, it, it, you know, I'm not. I'm not saying it's a bad no, genre. No, I'm not saying this author's it's bad. It's just not or... for me. It's just not for us. But if you like the sound of that, have at it, my friend. You know, there's going to be loads of people out there that are like, why do you want to read about fairies? Fairies, yeah, exactly. I love a bit of face art. <laughs> I mean, um, like uh, the the trilogy. My brain has died. Yep. Yep. You know, you could claim that's mafia vibes, but because it's Faye, we allow it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) He's the Prince of Faye. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so our next book, The Shadows Between Us, The Shadows Between Us book one, so that's the name of the series, Tricia Levenseller. That's how I'm saying her name. I thought it was Trisha. That's really obvious now you've said that. It's Trisha, isn't it? <laughs> I've always read it as Trisha. Am I wrong? Maybe I've just never seen the name Trisha written down. That's not how I would have spelled it. But that makes sense now you've how said it. How would you spell Trisha? I don't know. Like it sounds. With an S in it. Yeah, Trisha. Trisha. Yeah. So maybe I just... Oh, okay, Trisha. I don't know. I've always... My bad. I've always no, I've, read I've it as Trisha. I fully believe you are right. Um... <laughs> So disclaimer, neither of us can apparently do names. <laughs> I'm not usually in charge. <laughs> usually she's just laughing at my plans. Yeah, usually I just get to mock you. <laughs> okay. Tricia. Um, You're like that that skit of the A-A-Ron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Why does Aaron have two names? Aaron. A-A-Ron. Anyway. Focus. <laughs> um, they never found the body of the first and only boy who broke my heart, and they never will. Quote marks. Alessandra is tired of being overlooked, but she has planned to gain power. Woo the Shadow King, marry him, kill him and take his kingdom for herself. No one knows the extent of the freshly shadow freshly crowned shadow king's power some say he could command the shadows that swirl around him to do his bidding others say they speak to him whispering thoughts of his enemies regardless alessandra knows what she deserves and she's going to do everything within her power to get it but alessandra's not the only one trying to kill the king as attempts in his life are made she finds herself trying to keep him alive long enough for him to make her his queen all while struggling not to lose her heart after all who better for a shadow king than a cunning villainous queen Okay, that so one might I, be a bit of me. I didn't know anything about this, but mm, I wanted to read it cover. just because of the cover. Yeah, I've yeah. had it on my TBR Same. and never read the blurb. That sounds so oh, that does sound good. really that's, good. That's jumping See, again, up higher now. Again, yeah, <laughs> it's in a fantasy setting, fucking acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> Buying it. <laughs> Perfect. I love it when the um, the female character is a little bit murderous. Yeah, because then when they do fall for each other, it is genuine en- enemies lovers. Like it's a bit more. Like um, Bridge Kingdom, mm. that was yeah. Um, no, I'm gonna save it actually. For Bridge when, Kingdom is later in this list. For when you've got one that particularly needs my rant, I'm gonna save okay, it. Save it. <laughs> the rant is coming, guys. It's in coming. I picked. I picked this whole genre just just for this very reason. Imagine if I went the whole way through and didn't do it. Didn't say it. It just, wouldn't be me. We're would just gonna it? tease you guys. I'm gonna edge you. Edge. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we both thought this. Thing. In the audience. <laughs> oh. Ooh, okay. Um so this one we have discussed in depth recently, so we're not gonna go very long on it. Fourth wing. It's on this enemies mm. to lovers list. 
Yeah. It's, uh, it's an interesting one because only one... Um, it is it is enemies to lovers, but it's, but it's only not for the girl. As well. yeah. yeah, the girl he was her enemy and becomes a lover. For him, but she, I'm and, pretty sure she was never an enemy. And she doesn't actually see him as an enemy. Mm. She's just told that he sees her yeah. as an enemy. It's really interesting. Yeah, I, I approve. Yeah, but she's like, Agreed. he's definitely gonna kill me, and then he just keeps not killing and her. Everyone, and she's like, suspect. And everyone's like. He's gonna kill you. He's gonna kill you. She's like, she's ha- he's had a few chances and he hasn't. Yeah. Yet. What's what's his plan? He met me. He found me in the darkness by a river that would legit kill me if he threw me in it. And no was just one like knew on I your way. There. Yeah. Okay, so we're just gonna do description and move on. Yeah, we've got a whole episode on this. But yeah, way. in number ninety-one, go back a few weeks. Oh my god, that feels like it was ages ago, but it's not. No. Um. I mean, for us, that literally came out yesterday. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm so confused about life. Life, but time has no meaning. <laughs> I'm still sort of in denial that I, I am going on holiday. Like at tomorrow, three a.m. tomorrow. Yeah. I have to get up to go on holiday. Yeah. And I'm sort of in denial about that. When I got up to do this recording today, I was like, I said to mum, I was like, I have to get up at three o'clock today. Mm. And she was like, Yeah, you do. <laughs> Um, is one of your parents taking Yeah, mum is. Um, <laughs> so I was like, good old mum. It's like, we have to get up at three o'clock today to, to to go on holiday, for me to go on holiday. And she was like, yeah, we do. A birthday holiday. A birthday. I'm going to be 30. I'm old. Mm. Actually, I'm completely fine about telling 30. This has probably been one of the nicest years of my life, so like, touch wood, it stays that way. Mm. Apart from losing my job. But that actually didn't cause me that much trauma. I don't think I really... Um, had any feelings about turning 30 because it was literally like two weeks before I gave birth so yeah um yeah a lot of my friends are having crises about it but I'm like I feel like I'm finally the age I've been in my head I think your 30s are your best years really because like, everyone's finally getting comfortable up. 20s are like just bonus teenagers mm. it's like you're a teenager still in your head but you have responsibilities everyone's doing like their weird things they love to do now like everyone mm. even people who thought they were cool are now doing weird shit like, I don't know, my friend my friend was like, someone made me jam. And he was like, and I was so excited about it. And I was like, I like that we're approaching 30. And a friend of mine can go, here is jam that I made mm. for fun at the weekend. And then I've got jam that they made. And I'm like, I like this. I don't know if um, lockdown <laughs> helped people as well. Yeah. I think Heal some inner trauma. Well, I think for some of us, it kicked us out of that partying phase fairly roughly. And then you couldn't get back into it. Like, for me... I'll, I don't even, like, even once, less than once a month I'll go out now. Whereas mm. I would probably go out a lot more And people had the chance to actually discover hobbies. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Sorry, fourth wing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 20-year-old Violent Sorringal was supposed to enter the Scribe Quadrant, living a quiet life among books and history. Did you call her Violent? Violet. Did I sound like I said Violent? Yeah, I mean, that is a nickname that she has, isn't Maybe it? Maybe that was so... subconscious. Yeah. Uh, now, the commanding general, also known as her toughest talons mother, has ordered Violet to join hundreds of candidates striving to become the elite of Navarre dragon riders. When you're smaller than everyone else and your body is brittle, death is only a heartbeat away because dragons don't bond to fragile humans, they incinerate them. With fewer dragons willing to bond cadets, most will kill Violet to better their own chances of success. The rest will kill her just for being her mother's daughter, like Zayden Riorsen, the most powerful and ruthless wing leader in the rider's quadrant. She'll need everything, every edge her wits can give her just to see the next sunrise. Yet with every day that passes, the war outside grows more deadly, the kingdom's protective wards are failing, and the death toll continues to rise. Even worse, Violet begins to suspect leadership is hiding a terrible secret. Secret? <laughs> secret. Friends, enemies, lovers, everyone at Biscayeth College has an agenda, but because once you enter, there are only two ways out, graduate or die. It is Zayden. Yeah. No. I saw um, the author. Oh, okay. Talking about it in a video. That's good. When I heard it, I was like, I should let Tony know. <laughs> so not Shaden or X Dan. <laughs> not X Dan. X Dan. Okay, next on my list. It is... always makes me think of mm. um, Xavier. Mm. Um, which is how I pronounce it. And we, I have a cousin who is no longer with us. But he was called Xavier. Mm. But then um, some people, obviously, it's Xavier. Shavi- oh, 
And then um, I didn't know that was when I was in Malta. One of the supervisors, his name was Xavier, but he mm. pronounced it Xavier. So yeah, it okay. just pronounced. Depends on where you come from. Oh, interesting. Mm. I didn't know Xavier even had different pronunciations. Mm. Um, it's like Darius. It's Darius. Some places. Darius. Darius is Darius. Some places, yeah. Darius is the only way to pronounce that, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, Darius. No, I've never heard it pronounced that way. What? <laughs> Don't know why you're so shocked. I thought Darius was like the. the I've only heard Darius. This is someone I used to work with. <laughs> Darius. Yeah. I've never heard it pronounced that way. Mm. That is, yeah, not how I pronounce it. Anyway. Tracia. We're being very off topic this episode. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> the Bridge Kingdom, book one. Whoop. Oh, the, this I, is another one with a name that we don't know how to pronounce. <laughs> I would argue book three and the characters it follows in three and four are also enemies to lovers. But anyway, we'll I need stick to with... finish this series. I'm, I'm going strong with my only reading the first in the series. Yay, frustrates <laughs> the living hell out of me. <laughs> I was so excited when you started The Bridge Kingdom and you just listened to one and stopped. And I was like, I'm really excited about reading the next one and I just didn't. They're all in Um, the included library. (laughs) You've no excuses. Oh, I should have added that to my list to do this month. Um, I'm going to update my series tracker and then shame myself into carrying on with some of them. thank you. That would make me feel good. (sighs) What if you fell in love with the enemy, the person you sworn to destroy? Lara only has one thought for her husband on their wedding day. I will bring your kingdom to its knees. A princess trained from childhood to be a lethal spy, Lara knows that the Bridge Kingdom represents both legendary evil and legendary promise. The only route through a storm-ravaged world, the Bridge Kingdom controls all trade and travel between lands, allowing its ruler to enrich himself and deprive his enemies, including Lara's homeland. So when she is sent as a bride under the guise of fulfilling a treaty of peace, Lara is prepared to do whatever it takes to fracture the defences of the impenetrable bridge kingdom but as she infiltrates her new home a lush paradise surrounded by tempest seas and comes to know her new husband Aaron, lara begins to question whether the true evil resides where the true evil resides around her she sees a kingdom fighting for survival and in Aaron, a man fiercely protective of his people as his mission drives her deeper to un- her to deeper understanding of the fight possess the bridge lara finds simmering attraction between her and aaron impossible to ignore her goal nearly within reach lara will have to decide on her own fate will she be the destroyer of a king or the savior of her people i think that's a pretty good summary um i really like this book go read it and they are genuine enemies enemies to lovers for realsies for realsies for realsies realsies. (laughs) whilst you're reading that some of your little plants had a little wake up was pinging about um so this one but these were moving because you bopped them Uh, but at the top they were moving which wasn't from you bopping them yeah they moved with the light some of them yeah and i saw something move around here so i think it might have been something on that one yeah this Mm. one's looking a bit sad and um i was watching i don't think i thought i saw something move over there but i'm not sure i've got a lot more prayer plants now and they do move with the sun Mm. so a few of them should be popping about soon yeah anyway anyway and you can even see my bloody fetonia having a little dramatic fit right now it faints i bought a plant that faints when you don't water it enough they're really dramatic. We're having a really tangenty episode. Yeah, it's because we just it's had coffee. No, it's also because you're not in charge and you are a oh, bad influence when you're not in charge. I get distracted, don't yeah, I? Yeah. Because I saw you sort of staring about while I was talking then. <laughs> okay. What is it with me? I don't know. This is why usually you're in charge because we found it's difficult. <laughs> the neurodivergent is strong. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen. While you've got a task, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, I think that's where it is. And then when I don't, I start just. Do you want? I've got fidgets somewhere. Do you need a fidget? But then I'll be making noise, and I don't okay. want to upset editor. Wait, I think I have a non-noisy fidget. Where's my ball? Oh, this pink one. Yeah, squeeze the pink ball. Oh yes. It changes colours. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> but it's silent. Cool. <laughs> there you go. Thanks. <laughs> Okay, next one is... 
That kind of sounds like I'm beating hard or something. That's really creepy. <laughs> Vicious, the first book in the Sinners of Saints series by L.G. Shen. This one is one of those kind of covers that has a half-naked man on it. Oh. So just establishing the vibes. Oh, it's like Fee Schwab. Yes, Vicious. And I was like, oh, this is a completely Different wrong vibe. thing. Um, okay. We've got two descriptions written from two different points of view. It's one of those. The ones I always trip up on. Mm. Amelia. They say love and hate are the same feelings experienced under different circumstances, and it's true. The man who comes to me in my dreams also haunts me in my nightmares. He is a brilliant lawyer, a skilled criminal, a beautiful liar, a bully and a saviour, a monster and a lover. Ten years ago, he made me run away from the small town where we lived. Now he came for me in New York, and he isn't leaving until he takes me with him. And then, apparently, our evil main character is called Vicious. So, I mean, you're going to be a villain with a name like that. You might as well just go full into fantasy at this point. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> vicious. He's a lawyer and he's called Vicious. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm not saying Mr. your vicious name. Mr. Vicious Smith. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just... All right. Assume anyway. he's got a nickname. Maybe Vicious is his nickname. Fuck knows. It's short for Vishire. <laughs> <laughs> His name's like Victoire or something. Victoire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Vicious. She is a starving artist, pretty and evasive like Cherry Blossom. I've never described Cherry Blossom like that in my life, but you do you. Pretty and evasive. Anyway. Ten years ago, she barged into my life unannounced and turned everything upside down. She paid the price. Emily LeBlanc is completely off limits. My best friend's ex-girlfriend, the woman who knows my darkest secret and the daughter of a cheap help, of the cheap help we hire to take care of our estate. That should deter me from chasing her, but it doesn't. So she hates me. Big fucking deal. She better get used to me. So this is a bully romance, clearly. Okay, so just to be clear, enemies to... <laughs> yes, here we go. You can't be enemies in a contemporary setting. <laughs> Neither of them will kill each other when they see each other. It's not enemies. It's just dislike. It's basically he's going to abuse her. Romance or I mean, this is essentially he's going to straight up abuse her when he gets her. It's not enemies. I will just about allow a contemporary mafia to be enemies mm. because... Using mafia makes it not contemporary yeah, anyway, fantasy, in my, yeah, in my eyes. Mm. <laughs> makes it magical realism or something. But yeah. So he's a lawyer and she's the daughter of their caretaker, like their house caretaker. That's not enemies. And they ran off together 10 years ago. And I don't know. Wait, did... Yeah, I was confused. Did yeah. she run away with his friend or with him? I'm not sure. Let me go back to the description. I'm sure the book's good for anyone that's interested, mm. but I'm just saying it's not enemies to lovers. Yeah, he made me run away from the small town where we lived. But then, but then his description said he's the best friend's ex-girlfriend. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Anyway. I bet it's got some good sex scenes. Oh, yeah. Mm. I mean, borderline probably abusive, but, some you know, sometimes that's a nice vibe. <laughs> <laughs> in a book, not yeah. in real life. Nothing's better than abusive sex. <laughs> Sometimes, I mean, sometimes those sex scenes are hilarious. I'm just judging these on whether they're enemies to lovers. I'm not mm. judging the book or the skill of the author. I'm just saying it's not enemies Or your particular kinks in reading this. No. You do you. But don't call it enemies to lovers if it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and do not accept borderline abusive behaviour. We need in real to life. do a, uh, a love triangle episode oh so God. I can do my love triangle rant as well. Yep. We can popularise the term love love corner. Love corner. Okay, our next one. Bit different in vibe. Red, white and royal blue. Not enemies, but Casey opposite M ends of the political spectrum. Right. What happens when America's first son falls in love with the Prince of Wales? When his mother became president, Alex Claremont Diaz was promptly cast as the American equivalent of a young royal, handsome charismatic genius he his image is pure millennial marketing gold for the white house there's only one problem alex has a beef with the actual prince henry across the pond and when the tabloids get hold of the photo involving alex and alex henry altercation u.s slash british relations take a turn for the worse heads of the family state and other handers devise a plan heads for damage family. 
Plan for damage control, staging a truce between the two rivals, where at first what at first begins as a fake Instagrammable friendship grows deeper and more dangerous than either Alex or Henry could have imagined. Soon, Alex finds himself hurtling into a secret romance with a surprisingly unstuffy Henry that could derail the campaign and upend two nations and begs the question, can love save the world after all? Where do we find the courage and power to be the people we are meant to be? And how can we learn to let our true colours shine through? Oh, so it's not different ends of the political spectrum. It's just mm. different countries. <laughs> yeah, different countries, I guess. Ah, interesting. I think there's a second one coming out, isn't there? I is, think. This, is this the one that's been turned into a TV series? Film? TV Film, series? TV series, I'm Some sure. sort of something like that. Because I keep... Someone reviewed it on YouTube and I keep meaning to watch the review to see if it's worth watching. I've heard that it's not. Oh, that's sad. Um, But I also haven't read the book, so what do I know? Yeah. So this one you have read, I believe. Oh. The Unhoneymooners. No. No? I feel like I remember you talking about it, though, because I remember us talking it about this It was on cover. a list, yeah. Oh, okay. No, I do want to read this. Christina Lauren. Lauren, yeah. They're not enemies, though, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> right, let me read the description. You guys can decide for yourselves, but there you have the vote. Not enemies. We should have made a tally. We should have had a little, a little tally I am going. A tally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should have. We should have had like a little like <laughs> not enemies. Bingo enemies. board. Yeah. <gasps> we should do a bingo board for our listeners. Oh my god, of things we always say. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you could make a, you could definitely make a drinking game about how many times we say the word basically. <laughs> Especially on the reading update episodes, that's when we do the worst. Mm. The basicallys are out in force. Basically. Basically. <laughs> goes into extreme depth of the plot. <laughs> too, too long didn't read, but gonna do the full plot anyway. <laughs> okay. Unhoneymooners. I love it when, like... um, Sorry, but I love it when we're describing <laughs> a book and we just go on the biggest description of an absolute side plot that doesn't matter yeah. at all. But it's clearly, like, what we were interested yeah. in. <laughs> Um, it's just it's our world and you're just living in it so <laughs> you're just not enough <laughs> oh my god I want that jumper so badly for two sworn enemies anything can happen during the Hawaii Hawaiian trip of a lifetime the double dashes are really pissing me off what's going on mm. they've been in a few of them interesting <clears throat> maybe even love <laughs> in this romantic comedy from the New York Times bestselling author of Roomies Olive Torres is used to being the unlucky twin. From inexplicable mishaps to a recent layoff, her life seems to be almost comically drink- jinxed. It's almost like a breast with a nipple. Okay, thank you for that. It's okay. <laughs> She's talking about the ball I've given her to play with. Which, just FYI, is supposed to stop her getting distracted. <laughs> play with the nipple ball. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I'm really bad. I'm so sorry. No wonder I leave these <laughs> this a is lot why of the you time. Lead. <laughs> oh gosh. By contrast, her sister Amy is an internal champion. She even managed to finance her entire wedding by winning a slew of contests. Unfortunately for Olive, the only thing worse than a constant bad luck is having to spend the wedding day with the best man and her nemesis, Ethan Thomas. Nemesis. Nemesis. How can you have a nemesis? Nemesis is acceptable. I'll accept Nemesis over enemies. But I'm just like... Like work Nemesis. Who has the energy? Well, that is true. We're all millennials out here. Yeah. Olive braces herself for the wedding from hell, determined to put on a brain, brave face, but when the entire wedding party gets food poisoning, the only people who aren't affected oh, are Olive and one. Ethan. Mm. Suddenly there's a free honeymoon up for grabs and Olive will be damned if Ethan gets to enjoy paradise solo. Agreeing to a temporary truce, the pair head off for Maui, after all, ten days of bliss is worth having to assume the role of loving newlyweds, right? But the weird thing is, Olive doesn't mind playing pretend. In fact, the more she pretends to be the luckiest woman alive, the more she feels like she might be. I know that it's not um, relevant to when the book came out, mm. but it feels icky with a book of people going to Hawaii now. Mm. Like, knowing what's happened to Hawaii and how desperate they are for tourists to stop going now. Yeah. <laughs> but I know that wasn't the intention of the book. 
the book's supposed to be fun. Oh, the number and of I'm TikToks turning it into something depressing like, again. The number of TikToks where people were like, I'm still going. I don't care if it's on fire. There was literally people scuba diving, mm. like, where the f- yeah. near the fire. Where people are jumping to escape the fires. Yeah. 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 Anyway. <laughs> and then Oprah Winfrey's like, <laughs> everyone donate money. I loved how that backfired. Yeah. Like, we're finally wising up to this shit. <laughs> yeah, I saw um, The Rock's respond mm. and i thought his was pretty good he was just like yeah do you know what my bad whereas she was just like i don't know what's wrong with people why aren't they as rich as me mm. <laughs> anyway keeping us on topic yeah it's really bad when i have to be the one to keep us on topic because i'm not very good at it yeah <clears throat> love on the brain ali hazelwood i have read this i enjoyed it it's probably one of my favorite ones of hers to be honest work rivals to lovers yes but this is the one where she has the twitter Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you remember that one? Mm. Uh, like an avenging purple-haired Jedi, bringing balance to the man's blade universe, B. Kossing... Kossingswasa. I don't know how to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it had a little um, two dots over the O, and I don't know how you're supposed to say those ones. Uh, uh. Yeah. Well, it depends on what language it's from, actually. Yeah, doesn't say. Umlauts. B lives by a simple code. What would Marie Curie do? If NASA offered her the lead on a neuroengineering project, a literal dream come true after years of scraping by on the crumbs of academia, Marie would accept without hesitation. Duh. But the mother of modern physics never had to co-lead with Levi Ward. Sure, Levi is attractive in a tall, dark and piercing eyes kind of way. Of course. And sure, he caught her in his powerfully corded arms like a romance novel hero when she actually damsled in distress on her first day in the lab. But Levi made his feelings towards be, be very clear in grad school. Arch nemesis work best, work best employed in their own galaxies far, far away. Now her equipment is missing, the staff is ignoring her, and B finds her floundering career in somewhat of a pickle. Perhaps it's her occipital cortex playing tricks on her, but B could swear she could see Levi softening into an, al- an ally, backing her plays, seconding her ideas, devouring her with those eyes, and with the possibilities... Oh, I'm really struggling with this description. Like, what the fuck is this? It's just telling us the whole story as But it's well. also very, like... Clever wordplay is fine, so you have to read it out fast on a podcast. Um, and the possibilities have all her neurons firing but when it comes to time to actually make a move and put her heart on the line there's only one question that matters what will B do? (laughs) (laughs) You just said what will B do? I thought it'd be funny it was funny yeah yeah. (laughs) you're right (laughs) this is I mean this is cute she's literally got a Twitter which is um, what Marie Curie do and it's all about to do with like what women in STEM face like the prejudices is this isn't the Ali Hazelwood that um, our editor sent us a little uh, message. No, that was love <laughs> theoretically because that was about physics and obviously yeah. that's what his master's was in. So yeah. he obviously has a better insight into the industry <laughs> than we did. Yeah. The I know the author did work in academia and she did do a PhD before she became a, started writing these feminist novels. But I can't remember what, I don't know what her field was. Yeah, but most of the people reading it won't have a knowledge so they're just there for the fun yeah like you just gotta make it sound like when people write sci-fi books i don't know how how science is Accurate, correct yeah, yeah. Oh. i don't know oh well i don't really care <laughs> you, you you put big words in there that i can't pronounce i'm gonna assume it's probably correct yeah i'm just gonna believe you couldn't give a shit <laughs> i'm not even gonna try and read the word <laughs> <laughs> And we're studying Mufafur today. (laughs) (laughs) Using the Mufafur principle. (laughs) Uh. I mean, in in love theoretically, she's stuggering like crystal something. Couldn't fucking tell you. Didn't know that was like a physics thing. I'm studying crystals. But like not actual crystal crystals. It's it's a theory. Like um, one of those hippie... (laughs) 
<laughs> one of those hippie shops where they're like, I love stores. a good crystal. I love a good crystal. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking a piss. I'm, I'm like, saying, oh, like, yeah. this one will p- cure this. Fucking bring it on. Yeah, I will I'm going to go bring it home and put it in a plant pot. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> if you use this oil, you'll like sleep better for five days or something. And I'll be like, yep. I don't care sleep. if it's psychosomatic and it's just because I've used oil and told myself that oil will help me sleep. Yeah. It's still it's sleeping. Working. Yeah. It still worked. And I'm more likely to believe it over anything else. Anyway, back on topic. Yeah. It was kind of... We're doing quite good for time. It was kind of on topic. We're okay. (laughs) Guild. Ah. Plated Prisoner 1 by Raven Kennedy. The Fae abandon this world to us and the ones with power rule. Gold. Gold floors, gold walls, gold furniture, gold clothes. In High Bell, in the castle built into the frozen mountains, everything is made of gold. Even me. King Midas rescued me, dug me out of the slums and placed me on a pedestal. I'm called his precious, his favoured. I'm the woman he gold-touched to show everyone that I belong to him. To show how powerful he is, he gave me his protection and I gave him my heart. And even though I don't leave the confines of the palace, I'm safe. Until war comes to the kingdom and a deal is struck. Suddenly my trust is broken, my love is challenged, and I realise that everything I thought I knew about Midas might be wrong, because these bars I'm kept in, no matter how gilded, are still a cage. But the monsters on the other side might make me wish I never left. This is an epic romance male-female story. I have this at home. I've had this in many wish lists. Mm. I still it's just not from, yet, just but. from the front cover alone. I feel like it. I'd enjoy it. Um, and I like uh, the names of all the books in the series. Mm. They're very pretty books. I want to read it. Yes. Mm. Me too. That's it. That's it. No negatives for this one. <laughs> Nothing for me to poke fun at. I'm not sure how that's enemies to lovers though, because they're already like love at the start is it love to enemies i think the enemies to lovers starts in the second book i think it's a different character interesting so next we have savage lands book one stacy marie brown show me the cover please you'll you'll recognize it that's the cover i thought yeah yeah it's the main reason i put it on here this is another one that floats around the tiktok sphere Mm. is it enemies to lovers though we're gonna find out (laughs) Right, are we ready for, to play the game? Enemies or lovers? <laughs> Almost 20 years after the barrier between Earth and the other world fell in the Fey Wars, Budapest is balancing on a precipice. A battle for dominance is brewing between the elite Fey and the privileged humans in the East in East Europe. The prejudice between the sides is bubbling with hate and violence. I had no idea what this was about. No, me neither. I'm already, I'm already I'm hooked this with so far, this yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> 19-year-old human, Brexley, has grown up in privilege. Brexley. That's not they a good romance have, name. Like, but it's a good unisex name. I guess so. Which is for fantasy books. They have unisex names. Yeah, I've never noticed that's the thing, but you're right. Like Jude. And Bry- Bryson, Bryson, what was it? Bryce? Edge? No, uh, Dawson. Dawson? Yeah, mm. interesting. Uh, 90-year-old human, Brexley, has grown up in privilege, but not without heartbreak. After being orphaned, she is taken in by General Marcus. Living in a walled city ripe with power grabs and ruthless political games, then one night the course of her life changes and Brexley is thrown into the most feared prison in the East, Halahaz, the house of death, where you go in but don't come out. She must learn to live with the worst fae and human criminals. With the worst of the fate and human criminals. The rule of hierarchy puts humans on the bottom where the only way to survive each day is to make alliances with the fae. Here she meets the sexy, vicious legend Warwick Farkas. A myth among man and fae, he is brutal, cruel, arrogant and as lethal as the law say he, says he is. Ruling this prison with unchallenged authority, Brexley can't deny an intense draw to him, one that might cost her her life. If the game don't take her out first, a fight to the death where only one survives. Um, is that part of a series? It would seem so, because it says Savage Lands Book 1. Oh, yeah, so it's Savage Lands, Wild Lands, Dead Lands, Bad Lands, Blood Lands, Shadow Lands. Oh, it's not on Unlimited, I was hoping it would be. Oh, oh I purchased it. I, I've owned a copy since the 21st of May 2022. Here you go, then. <laughs> Good job. 
I really need to go through my Kindle books. Jesus I Christ. avoid looking at my Kindle yeah. library. It's ridiculous. Yeah, there we go then. Well, there we are. So I should probably read that. Yeah, since you actually own it. Oh my God. Six books? Yeah. Maybe I won't read. I was reading out the titles. Were you not listening to me? No, I wasn't at all. Oh, I was looking so it up on, on, on my Amazon app. Sorry. <laughs> Tell me the titles again. No, I read them out already. The people have heard them. You have to listen back on the edit. (laughs) Should pay attention. God. They all say land. Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, they all look really good. Yeah. Six, but I I can't. They're all like 500 pages. I can't can't believe I've owned that. That does sound really good. Since May last year. Right. Go on. Back on topic. Sort of. We went off topic, to be fair. Oh. I've never heard anything about what that book was about. That sounds really good. That sound, yeah, that one does sound really good. Shit in hell. Oh, <laughs> God. We don't need more things. Indeed. Indie uh, authors. you got to get their bag. I'm there mm. for you. But... Things We Never Got Over by Lucy Score. Yeah, it's contemporary, so it's not enemies. Just for an hour. Let's find out. I like the cover of this. Yeah, but I think it's misleading. I think it looks like it would be nice and pleasant. Like a coho book. Yeah. Yeah, it is masquerading as a coho book. Yeah. It's trying to get coho mm. readers to pick it up. Right. <laughs> Bearded bad boy barber. Fucking hell. Knox prefers to live his life the way he takes his coffee, alone. Is he called Knox? Yeah. And he's a barber? Yeah. Is it Knox spelt K or just yeah. N? K-N-O-X. Knox. Knox. Okay, proceed. Live his life the way he takes his coffee, alone. I never say, can I have my coffee alone, please? <laughs> How do you want your coffee? Alone. <laughs> Would you like some milk? I'd like to be alone. Alone. <laughs> Alright. Unless you count his basset hound, Waylon. Knox doesn't... <laughs> Can you imagine him be like, Waylon, come here. Waylon, sit. What? Right, you keep distracting me. Oh. I'm sorry, I'm just going to not look at you. Knox doesn't tolerate drama, even when it comes in the form of a stranded runaway bride. Naomi wasn't just running away from her wedding, she was riding to the rescue of her estranged twin to knock out... Knock... Knock mount... Virginia, a rough around the edges town where disputes are settled the old-fashioned way with fists and beer, usually in that order. Too bad for Naomi, her evil twin wasn't changed at all after helping herself to Naomi's car and cash, Tina leaves her with something unexpected. The niece Naomi didn't know... I was going to say, is this the one with the kid? Yeah. Yeah. The niece Naomi didn't know she had. Now she's stuck in a town with no car, no job, no plan and no home with an 11-year-old going on 30 to take care of. There's a reason Knox doesn't do complications or high-maintenance women, especially not the romantic ones. But since Naomi's life imploded right in front of him, the least he can do is help her out of a jam and just as soon as she stops getting into new trouble he can leave her alone and get back to his peaceful solitary life at least that's the plan until the trouble turns into real danger okay so that one's not for me i it's not for me and i'm going to tell you the exact reason it's not for me he used the term high maintenance women Mm. Not really into it. Some insulty language. He's right not there. for me. He's a high value And male. he, he, when he orders coffee at coffee shops, he says, "I want it." <laughs> I like my coffee like I like my life alone. He's <laughs> like, you hearing that episode of IT Crowd where he's like, "I'm a bastard, <laughs> <laughs> alone, because I'm a lonely loner." Alone, because I'm such a bastard. <laughs> he, take, he takes it to his favourite <laughs> restaurant. And it is a chunk of cheese. <laughs> Guys, watch IT Crowd. <laughs> but don't support the producer, because he's a transphobe. But IT Crowd's great. <laughs> oh, IT Crowd. Anyway. And they actually handle the, uh, the trans character on that really well. That was before he became transphobic. Mm. Anyway, I'm a lonely man. Just going down the lonely road. Going down the lonely road. The hating game, Sally Thorne. 
you've got that there. Yeah. Just because just, just of the cover. It's, it's not enemies, is it? Wait, I'm confused about who was supposedly the enemies in that. Other one, yeah, I'm not one. sure how he was her enemy. Anyway. Unless she's enemies with the dog. I mean, I don't fact check these when I put them on the list. So if someone says it's enemies to lovers, I just put it on the list. So. Yeah, until you've read it, you, you've just got to assume that someone's not lying. Yeah. Yeah. The lonely rule. <laughs> the hating game Sally Thorne. She's charming and accommodating and prides herself in being loved by everyone at Bexley and Gaiman. Everyone except for coldly efficient, impeccably attired, physically intimidating Joshua Temperament. Of course he's nice and big and tall. And What's the feeling... called? No, I said her name yet. No. no. Oh, okay, sorry. And the feeling is mutual. Trapped in a shared office together, 40, okay, 50 or 60 hours a week, they've become entrenched in an addictive, ridiculous, never-ending game of one-upmanship. There's the staring game, the mirror game, the HR game. Lucy... Lucy. Can't let Joshua beat her at anything. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Especially when a huge new promotion goes up for a taking. If Lucy wins the game, she'll be Joshua's boss. If she loses, she'll resign. So why is she suddenly having steamy dreams about Joshua and dressing for work like she's got a hot date after a perfectly innocent... Innocent elevator ride ends with an earth-shattering kiss. Lucy starts to wonder whether she's got Joshua Templeman all wrong. Maybe Lucy Hutton doesn't hate Joshua Templeman, and maybe he doesn't hate her either, or maybe this is just another game. I can't read anything where the uh, the love interest is called Joshua. So let's Joshua. Brother's name. Joshua. Joshua. Reminds me of, that's a thing from Friends. Friends yeah. Again, showing our age a bit. Mm, yeah. This one looks like a bit of me just from the cover and the title. Mm. You ready? Mm. Air of Bo- Broken Fate. Show you the cover. Oh, oh yeah. That looks like something Already. you would buy. Yeah. Yep. Mads Rafferty. So we're going to see if... The, oh, we're going to read the description now and we're going to find out. Okay. <coughs> <laughs> 150 years ago, the Fay race. Four days of summer vac- <laughs> <laughs> Squeeze your ball, shut up. <laughs> you need to gag me as well. Oh, do I, I need to have like, can I have something to throw at you or hurt you with? No. no. I'll wet myself <laughs> if you do that. Actually, yeah, give me the ball and I'll throw it at You'll you. You'll make me jump and I'll wet myself. <laughs> 150 years ago, <laughs> the fate race vanished, along with their magic and creatures. With fallen fey lands, in, the humans were soon to follow as corruption spread throughout the realm. Heir to the throne, Delilah Covington is forced to watch her people suffer under the sinful hands of her father, the king, while she herself suffers his cruel hand. Delilah has longed for change and her prayers go un- going unanswered. And Okay, I'm going to fix the grammar of that sentence her <laughs> prayers keep going unanswered until she discovers salvation Faye are alive in desperation delilah flees her home and crosses the border in the hopes that the Faye will save her people yet she isn't the only one who needs help caught in a web of lies and riddles delilah's only chance at hope is Knox, one of the irritating yet frustratingly charming Faye kings Another knock. We want another knocks. Together they'll need to unravel the many mysteries to bring freedom to both the oppressed people or damn them all. You need to do this tag as a public one so I can look at it as well. Yeah, you had to tell me how to do that last time, didn't you? Yeah, I would do that once you show me how. That does sound like a book you would enjoy. Yeah, it does. That sounds like a book I would buy and then not get round to for about 12 years. But it would look pretty on your shelf for a while. Mm. Mm. Indeed. Alright. This one I have read and I really enjoyed and I read the whole series. Ah. Kingdom of the Wicked. Kerry Manisquela. I thought you were going to say like Soviet. No. I don't know was on the list on my blog. Mm. But I figured I, A, we've talked about that enough. B, You've shared your opinions about that enemies to lovers enough. Um, so I left it off. Um, I'm intrigued by this series. It's really good. And the audio is really nice. But I think 
only one of them is in the included library. Oh, but they're really good. I really enjoyed them. I might have to slide to you. Maybe more of them are. I listened to them in quick succession until one wasn't free. Have a look. Or I've, or I've got them, but I won't lend them to you until you're actually going to read them. Gosh, because otherwise no. they just disappear. Um, Wait, so what's, what's the title of it? Kingdom, then, of the Kingdom of the Wicked. Cool, thanks. But the audio, yeah, I really enjoyed the audio. I think it was the last one I had to read, read. Anyway. Two sisters, one brutal murder, a quest for vengeance that will unleash hell itself, and an intoxicating romance. Amelia and her twin, Vittoria, are Shreki. Shreki? Witches who live secretly among humans. They never use that name ever in the whole books, by the way. For what they are. Question. Yes. Is it enemies to lovers? Yes. Oh, cool. Witches who live secretly among humans, avoiding notice and persecution. One night, Vittoria misses dinner service at the family's renowned Sicilian restaurant. Amelia soon finds the body of her beloved twin desecrated beyond belief. Devastated, Amelia sets out to find her sister's killer and vengeance at any cost, even if it means using dark magic that's been long forbidden. Then Amelia meets Wrath, one of the wicked princes of hell she has been warned against in tales since she was a child. Wrath claims to be on Amelia's side, tasked by his master with solving the series of women's murders on the island, but when it comes to the wicked, nothing is as it seems. So, yeah, she summons a demon, basically looking to hold the demon who killed her sister accountable, mm-hmm. um, and in doing so, accidentally kind of binds him to her. But he's like, chill out, my job is to find why they're being killed too. But the ooh, the journey this goes on, wild. The ending is wild compared to like where you start. Like, nothing is real. Very good. Wait. One of the Skullduggery books is called Kingdom of the Wicked? Yes. Um, it's, uh, credits. Oh. But, okay. It sounded good. It is a good book. I will check it out. Yeah. Okay. Um, and also, any of these books that I said I have read, you can find reviews for them on my blog. So, check that out. The link will be in our card in our description mm-hmm. this one is everywhere icebreaker maple hills book one by hannah grace it's because it was involved in that it's controversy part the whole scandal yeah they're probably not enemies we're gonna find out they probably just both want this is my guess i don't know what the mm. book's about but the the front cover has an ice skater Yep. And a hockey player. Yep. I'm going to guess they both, both their teams just want to use the ice at the same time. Sparks fly when a competitive figure skater and a hockey team captain are forced to share a rink. <laughs> it's not <laughs> Anastasia, honestly, some of these Anastasia. names. Anastasia. Anastasia, Allen, AA has worked her entire life for a shot at Team USA. It looks like everything is going according to plan when she gets a full scholarship to the University of California... University of California, Maple Hills, and lands a place on the competitive figure skating team. Nothing will stand in her way, not even the captain of the hockey team, Nate Hawkins. Nate's focus as a team captain is keeping his team on the ice, which is tricky when a facilities mishap means they are forced to share a rink with the figure skating team, including Anastasia, who clearly can't stand him. When Anastasia's skating partner faces an uncertain future, she may have to look to Nate to take her shot. Sparks fly, but Anastasia isn't worried because she can never like a hockey player, right? So, no, they're not enemies to lovers. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I never realised what chaos I am. Yeah. I am, aren't I? Also, one of my fairy lights is, like, stuck in your hair. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> I don't know sorry. how you've done that. Sorry, Tony started. <laughs> sorry, it's ten to three. Who are we getting up to? <laughs> Alright. Focus, you've got five more minutes to focus. <laughs> I believe in you. This room is getting warm. Mm-hmm. 
The Sweetest Oblivion, The Maid series by Danielle Laurie. Now, this is an author I see a lot on my lists, especially like the dark romance lists. Danielle oh, Laurie. She's can I see her. the cover? Yeah. Mm, never mm. seen that before. Um, in my research for my blog, <laughs> in my research, <laughs> <laughs> let's find out are the enemies to lovers? No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she's a romantic at heart, living in the most unromantic of worlds, nicknamed Sweet Abelli for her docile nature, all right? And Lena smiles on cue and has a charming response for everything. She's the favoured daughter, the perfect mafia princess. Oh, no. Or was. Now all she can see in the mirror is the reflection of blood staining her hands up going like <laughs> crimson paint. <laughs> They say first impressions are everything. And the mo- Oh, this is long. Look how much more I've got to go. Why are they giving away the entire plot? Just read that last bit in brackets. It's a standalone book. There we go, done. <laughs> this is a standalone forbidden romance with plenty of steam and angst. Forbidden romance. Mm. Not enemies to lovers. Just forbidden um, romantical time so her older sister is arranged to marriage some guy marriage i like the way you're just skipping ahead now you're like nah oh so yeah it's forbidden because it's her older sister's fiance oh that's not enemies that's just naughty (laughs) 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 oh i think we just found the title Enemies is just naughty. (laughs) (laughs) I think you've been a parent too long. (laughs) So naughty. Oh my god. So naughty. (laughs) Right. Focusing. (laughs) The cruel prince, the folk of the air book one, Holly Black. Actual enemy. At least from her point of view. I think he's just like whatever yeah. it's a bit like a fourth wing yeah he falls first kind of of course i want to be like them their beautiful blaze forged in some divine fire they will live forever and Cardin is even more beautiful than the rest and i hate him more than all the others i hate him so much that sometimes when i look at him i can hardly breathe jude was seven when her parents were murdered and she and her two sisters were stolen away to live in the treacherous high court of fairy Ten years later, Jude wants nothing more than to belong here, despite her mortality. But many of the Fae despise humans, especially Prince Cardin, the youngest and wickedest son of the High King. To win a place at the court, she must defy him and face the consequences. As Jude becomes more deeply embroiled in palace intrigues and deceptions, she discovers her own capacity for trickery and bloodshed. But as betrayal threatens to drown the courts of fairy and violence jude will need to risk her life in a dangerous alliance to save her sisters and fairy itself i would say these books are more about the political intrigue and the plots than the romance the romance is a subplot yeah um i also find it funny when people really enjoy the books and like get really into the relationship and then they're like when you remember the card and has a tail <laughs> i like it's kind of barely the... mentioned really yeah then... i think our sister uses it to like tease her yeah then it'll suddenly be mentioned and you're like oh yeah he's got a tail <laughs> but it doesn't have like explicit spicy scenes so I, no it's we never why hear about how the tail so... gets involved yeah in the spicy bits well i've not read one and two but i assumed as a YA, you didn't have explicit spices. It's more like vague details describing the act, but not really. Like closed door? Mm. Not quite like fade black or anything, but it's like they don't really describe what's happening. Mm. Like they'll do that the whole we came together and it was a beautiful explosion, those kind of things. I will accept enemies to lovers on that yeah, one. Yeah. So this one is enemies to lovers. Okay. In my opinion. Um, Twisted Hate, Anna Huang, oh, yeah. which is the ones I've read recently. Yeah, I go yeah. back to a reading update a few months ago, if you could be asked. Do it. Or my review on the blog. Because mm. I read the whole series, and this was the one I enjoyed the most out of the whole series. Was the last one the one you enjoyed the least? Yeah, the one where he's like... The fashion designer and yeah. he was a stalker yeah. and stuff. Yeah. 
Um, this one, genuine enemies to lovers, in my opinion. Even though it's contemporary. Yeah, but it's like sensible. It's not like he'll murder me, enemies. Okay, okay. Read me they just don't get along, basically, and they never have. Okay. He said something nasty about her years ago that she overheard, and they've just not gotten along. Is this ever the since. best friend, brother's yeah. friend, or something? So it's this. She's this is the brother of her I best friend. I should probably waited till you read the description. Yeah. Then um, I would have known. Ready? Could it just be dislike to lovers? Kind of. They genuinely hate each other, and then that dynamic of like sniping each other doesn't change. It just gets more like bantery as they get romantic. Oh, I remember you talking about yeah. this now. Yeah, this one's which is why good. I liked it yeah. because they don't suddenly like get over each other's flaws. They just kind of come to love each other despite. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember this now. Yeah. He hates her almost as much as he wants her. Gorgeous, cocky, and fast on his way to becoming a hotshot doctor, Josh Shen has never met a woman he couldn't charm, except for Jules Ambrose. The beautiful redhead has been a thorn in his side since they met, but she also consumes his thoughts in a way no other woman ever has. When the animosity explodes into one unforgettable night, he proposes a solution that will get her out of his system once and for all, an enemies with benefits arrangement with simple rules. No jealousy, no strings attached, and absolutely no falling in love. Outgoing and ambitious, Jules Ambrose is a form party girl who's focused on one thing, passing the attorney's bar exam. The last thing she needs is to get involved with a doctor who puts the suffer in unsufferable, no matter how good looking he is. The more she gets to know him, the more she realises that there's more to meet the eye to the man than she hated for so long. Her best friend's brother, her nemesis and her only salvation. There is a match made in hell. Theirs is a match made in hell. And when the demons from the last patch part... Gonna start the whole thing again. Theirs is a match made in hell, and when the demons from their past catch up with them, they're faced with truths that could either save them or destroy everything they've worked for. Twisted Hate is a steamy enemies from with benefits to lovers romance, um, and it's book three in the Twisted series. But they can all be read as standalones, which is true. <clears throat> so, but they're not enemies, are they? <laughs> Not like enemies, enemies. <laughs> not like mortal enemies, but they genuinely don't yeah. like each other. Like there's a genuine long-standing hatred between them, and they mm. tolerate each other because the the sister. Okay. Um, and then the first time they fuck it is like just hate it's like fucking. Hate fuck. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So I will defer to you as the person who has read the book. Okay. And then this is going to be our last one because we have reached the time limit. There are 30 books total in the list I have made. We have obviously not done 30 books. But if you want more, more are available to you. Go Just to Tony's click blog. Click some links. Uh, yeah. Mm. So, Shatter Me. So, uh, Tahiri Mafi. I really want to read this. Now, um, I was a bit sceptical with this one about whether it's enemies to lovers, but no. From one point of view? From her point of view, but not his? Yes and no, because her point of view is heavily manipulated. Yeah, like, not by she, him. Doesn't she know lies about him or something? It's basically, she's... They give her a false reality, not the guy, mm. but, like, the people in charge of everything that are torturing yeah. her. They give her like a false reality in which he's been presented as the enemy. Yeah. And it's about her letting go of like the false reality she's been given, kind of, basically. Yeah. Okay. Um and they're definitely not enemies to lovers in this book. It's like three books, three, four books in. Yeah. It doesn't happen quickly. I mean it's a long mm. series, they've got time. Yeah. Slow burn. And he is genuinely like a bit of a dodgy dude. But he's been trained that way by the people in charge of him. Mm. So his morals are a bit skewed. Iffy. Iffy. Um, this one is like, it's a it's a two, 2010s series. See why? St- I think new books are still coming out in the series, but it's from the 2010s. It's of that era. It is a bit borderline toxic. Do that what you will. <clears throat> and not like other girlsies. Mm. It's very much of the era. Mm. One touch is all it takes. One touch and Juliet Farris can leave a fully grown man gasping for air. One touch and she can kill. No one knows why. Juliet has such an incredible power. 
It feels like a curse, a burden that one person alone could never bear, but the re-establishment sees it as a gift, sees her as an opportunity, an opportunity for a deadly weapon. Mm. Juliet has never fought for herself before, but when she's reunited with the one person who ever cared for her, she finds a strength she never knew she had. And that person they're referring to is not the the enemies to lover. Lover. It's a different dude. Lover boy. She has a, a love before she then falls in love with the other dude. Hmm. That is a series I want to check out. I, I really enjoyed the series. I do. I might try the audio. It is of its era, obviously. Mm-hmm. And the first book where she's a bit mental, the, you know, it's the scribbling and crossing oh, out and like, the That rambling. might not work so well on audio. Or it might be cool because they might have the writing sound effects. Who yeah, knows? I don't know. I'll give it a try. Because that what threw me is the first book. Like, I nearly didn't make it a through the first book. A lot of people have not made it past the first book yeah. that I'm aware of. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like obviously it's a very specific style. Yeah, where she's not well mm-hmm. in the beginning, they write the narration like that because it's like her diary in the beginning. Yeah. And then the more she interacts with the outside world, the more the narration becomes narrationy and less like of a diary. More stable. And, yeah. yeah, but it is really nonsensical until mm-hmm. we get to that point. Mm-hmm. Which I understand what they were trying to do, but it's not very readable in the beginning. Okay. Oh, interesting. That is that is it. That was a good list. Yeah. I some thought of them, was a bit of a variety. Yeah. I did try. Some of them were read, some of them we haven't. Some of them are not enemies to lovers. I mean, that was to be expected, wasn't well, I think it? That's one of the ones that's a bit subjective, though. I think we have strong opinions about what enemies to lovers is. <laughs> I'm just like, no, I'm, sure. I'm right and everyone's wrong. <laughs> You're all idiots. Like, yeah, like, some people would be like, Oh, you were in competing PE classes yeah. or enemies. Yeah, <laughs> enemies. Like, no. No, 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 no. In my opinion, no. Yeah. But thank you for joining you us go. today. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope it wasn't too chaotic. Uh, or long. I don't know. I felt like I was talking a lot. Do you feel like that when you do these? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I felt the last episode, I felt like, which was a few episodes ago for you guys. I felt like I was talking for about 12 years. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so, thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed it, please rate and uh, leave a written review if you fancy it. That will really help the algorithm push us to other people or share this list with anyone you know that also reads Enemies to Lovers. Um, come join us on Facebook, uh, Instagram or TikTok. On Facebook in particular, we have a Facebook group that we would love to turn into like a little forum to chat. Yeah, forum community. So please come join us and share your favourite enemies to lovers Mm -hmm. or share your your opinion on enemies Mm. to lovers. yeah we also for our 100th episode which is fast approaching we want to do a question and answer segment so please send us your questions for us to answer you can send them wherever comments dms etc tony has also done a uh, form so you can find that in our card link and i think that's it for today thank you for joining us and we will speak to you next week speak to you later goodbye bye